We do alley scene. This set of the alleyway looks exactly like the real alleyway out there. That's right. That's why we're doing Hollywood movie, right? Well, why don't we just shoot in the real alleyway? Because it's real Hollywood movie. No? Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. I'm your host, Peter. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. Uh, for this episode, we are doing an instant reaction to the... Uh, uh, I would say actually one of the most anticipated movies of 2017, The Disaster Artist, uh, which is written, directed, and starring uh, James Franco as uh, Tommy Wiseau. Uh, Dave Franco plays uh, Greg, who um, is the author of The uh, Disaster Artist, which is uh, the movie is based on. Uh, and then we have some other um, big names as well. Seth Rogen plays a DP, I believe. Paul Shear, Zach Efron, uh, Josh, uh, Josh Hutcherson, Jason Manzukis, uh, kind of a, a lot of different people here. Uh, but joining me for this instant reaction is my buddy John. Say hey. Hey. Uh, John was also on uh, the instant reaction to It. Um, but this movie... It's really a companion piece to the movie The Room. I don't know if it's, uh, if The Room you actually have to see to really enjoy, um, this film. Uh, it really does work as a, a, a standalone. But before, uh, so if you're tuning in for the very first time with these instant reactions and usually start off with non-spoilers, uh, just in case, you know, for those that have not yet seen the movie. And then I'll, you know, usually play a trailer or something to give uh, you guys a chance to pause the, um, the episode. So that way you can watch it and uh, then we'll get into spoilers. So, um, at this point, I'll, I want to get some, Initial reactions. Uh, John, I want to ask you, what did you think of the movie overall? Great movie. Uh, definitely worth seeing. You know, it's very funny. Uh, also kind of gives you a look at, you know, the disaster artist, you know, yeah, Tommy, Tommy Wiseau. Like you, you just, I guess, you know, James Franco really captures, uh, the spirit of the guy. He really does. Uh, I think James Franco, this is probably one of his better acting uh, roles. This is a, a comedy, but also uh, when he plays Tommy seriously, he really does, you know, he plays him like a human being, you know, like a, like a normal person. He's not very much of a character. My initial reaction is uh, I, I enjoyed the movie as well. Uh, John, now you have not seen the movie and you're saying that you can still enjoy it. Oh, 100%. I have not seen The Room. I mean, I know of it, obviously, um, just through pop culture and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I have not seen the movie, and it was still very much enjoyable. I have seen the movie, and it's probably been about 15 months. And the reason that number um, sticks out to me is because uh, sometime last summer, I actually took a month off, and uh, I had a few podcasts kind of take over for me, and they did, you know, movies of their choices uh, to to kind of fill in. And so the Daily Cringe, um, you know, friends of the show who are from Canada, they actually reviewed The Room. You know, it's a, it's a group of four. And, you know, I, uh, after they sent me their, their episode uh, reviewing The Room, I had to, you know, listen through it just to make sure there's, you know, um, if there was any uh, extra editing I had to do or anything like that. But just listening to them talk about the movie, I go, 
uh, how bad can this movie be? And it, you know, it, it got me interested. So I actually ended up watching the movie, I think the same night they sent me that file. And I kind of live tweeted it too. And I was trying to see if I can find my live tweets and, and I couldn't, unfortunately. But the movie is one of the hardest things to watch, you know, and I think that's a bit of an understatement. I have not yet gone back to watch it and just throwing it now. I do host another podcast called the original remake, which we will actually uh, review the room and the disaster artist. Uh, so, you know, soon come if anyone is interested in that. Uh, so I probably will watch it again soon. Um, but it's, it's really, uh, kind of cringeworthy. Um, did you find that was any of the scenes um a little i don't know unclear to you uh you mentioned uh after the movie that you thought people were kind of laughing at unnecessary parts yeah i guess um you know towards the beginning of the movie i just felt that people were laughing at tommy as a person more than they were as at his acting in the actual room itself so it was kind of like you know somewhere where you should almost feel like relating to this person there it kind of seemed i don't know just felt felt strange i i think tommy himself is strange though he's a bit a little bit eccentric you know um i was actually kind of thinking about this after you made that comment that people kind of laughing at you know james franco portraying tommy wiseau i think is because tommy wiseau is so polarizing i don't know if that's the right word he's such a character that james franco acting as him and doing such a great job i think people were laughing at that you know that is so uncanny uh to kind of compare it to straight out of compton when o'shea jackson who is the son of ice cube who plays his own father in that movie there are certain looks and mannerisms that o'shea does that I, I think when I watched it in the movie theater, people kind of chuckled because it's like, wow, that's Ice Cube. You know what I mean? So I think people were watching this movie, seeing James Franco act as Tommy Wiseau. I was like, wow, that's, that's the guy that we know from this movie, The Room. And I think we have, you know, very little to kind of go off of. So I think people only know of The Room. Um, but let's kind of talk about the movie, uh, just a little bit. Um, you know, again, not getting into spoilers. But uh, this movie, I guess the surprise for me is it's titled The the Disaster Artist, right, which is based off of the book. I thought it was going to be a lot more about Tommy Wiseau, but it's really much uh, so about the relationship between him and Greg. I had no idea that they were that close. And I think casting Dave Franco, who is James Franco's real-life brother, I think that helps with the, the chemistry. Yeah, for sure. Um you know, having those two together on screen, which is also the first time they've been on screen together, it really helped, like, to describe that, that, that bond that these two people had. And it definitely, you know, that's, that, that is what the movie was about. These two people making this movie. Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought it was pretty good too. Um, I think we'll probably get into details a little bit more. So uh, before we take this brief break uh, to give you guys a chance to pause, um, I missed this because I went straight to the restroom after uh, the credits started rolling. But, John, you stayed behind, and there is a bit of a stinger at the end. So wait until the very end of the uh, the credits. There is a, you said, about like a three-minute scene? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Okay, so there you guys go. If you guys go watch the movie, stay until the very, very end. There is a bonus 
scene at the very end of the movie, which uh, John says, you know, it was funny and I, you know, I missed it. So um, at this time, if you have not yet seen the movie, please pause and then come back to the episode uh, unless you just uh, want to hear what we have to say uh, about the movie. So here's your last chance. It's not going to happen for you. Not in a million years. But after that, I want to be star. Hollywood reject us, then we do it on our own. The friend is unique. <laughs> they don't understand me, but I don't care. Action! Tommy. 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 Hi. I'm Tommy. This is my movie. And this is my life. You blow me away by God. And we're back. Okay, so we're going to get into spoilers. Not a whole lot of spoilers. Again, this is uh, more a uh, kind of an instant reaction, so we're not going to like re- review the entire movie. Uh, I kind of want to touch on the relationship between Greg and um, Tommy again. Uh, what this movie shows, and it's funny because we watched a clip uh, when Tommy and James Franco were both on Jimmy Kimmel, and it, it sounds like... Uh, from what James said that the, the book, The Disaster Artist, Tommy has says that that, f- that book is about 40% true. However, after watching his, um, The Disaster Artist movie three times, I think he said, he, he says that that's about 99.9% accurate, <laughs> which is uh, very interesting. I, I think it's a different answer on, uh, on a different day, uh, coming from Tommy. But in this movie, they really show, um, this relationship and I think, I think we really understand why this movie was made. I, I, I think Tommy was at a point in his life where probably there was a Lisa that uh, he has lost. And one person, you know, the, 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 this guy by the name of Greg saw something in him in an acting class and was like, Hey, I want to do a scene with you. And that's all that it took. Yeah. I mean, that, that sparked a whole friendship in, you know, their whole lives together. They, they still work together to this day. Um, I don't know. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> it is. And to kind of, um, contrast it with like the scene with, uh, where I think, um, James as Tommy is having dinner by himself and then he sees Judd Apatow, you know, who, who is playing, you know, a, uh, movie producer. And that scene was c- kind of heartbreaking. I, I feel, uh, Judd Apatow kind of ripped him one and says, you know, basically you're talentless. And after a million years, you know, you'll, you know, never amount to anything basically. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's just like a stark reminder that people are, we're all human and it's, you just want to be accepted and it's not an easy thing to do, especially if, you know, you have goals as large as being, you know, famous actor. And speaking of being human, that's this, uh, that is a line that Tommy utters, uh, throughout the movie too, during the filming of the room. Uh, there, there's a, there's one scene that they keep redoing over and over. And it's not the one in the trailer. It's actually where, uh, you know, Dave Frankel, who plays, Greg, he's telling this very sad story. And I think in three different takes, Tommy keeps chuckling. He's like, that's a, that's a great story. Um, what do you take from like Tommy's, I don't know, lack of acting? Like, and he keeps blaming that. Oh, it's just like human, human reactions, basically that, that he can't control it. Yeah. Like he almost gets an idea in his head that humans are strange which they are so he has to respond in a way that doesn't 
make any sense, which is, would make sense for a human to do. And, you know, maybe he just gets, just can't, can't get off the path. Like he has to, he has to execute the, the, the one thought, uh, the, the one way he thinks it should be done. Another thing that kind of, uh, struck, struck, struck me as odd was how they, they really build this tension with the, uh, the, the character of Amber who was played by, um, uh, who was it again? Alison Brie. Yeah. So Dave Franco's real life wife, you know, she plays, uh, Amber who is kind of a, a brief girlfriend for, for Greg. I thought it was interesting, uh, creating this tension with, with her character and Tommy. And it seems that Tommy is maybe not exactly possessive, but he doesn't want Greg to have his own career or have any other friends, but, but Tommy himself. He takes, you know, he takes, uh, definitely in contest with, with, uh, the girlfriend for, for Greg's time. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting because there's also a line that, um, Tommy says to Greg that, you know, basically Greg owes him his life. And watching this movie, Tommy kind of, he not really ruined it, but he got in the way of a lot of things. What we didn't, what I feel what a lot of us probably didn't know was that Greg kind of lost out on a, uh, a small role on Malcolm in the Middle because he does meet the real Brian Cranston who has a cameo and plays himself. And speaking of Brian Cranston, I thought it was interesting that they also have Bob Oderkirk, you know, as a, a, as a theater director as well. And both were in Breaking Bad. Um, just a lot of different cameos from a lot of different actors. And the, the ones that I really enjoyed was Paul Shear and Jason Manzoukis just because I listened to How Did This Get Made? And, uh, I really enjoy them you know on that show and they're they're great comedians but in in here they actually had some pretty serious roles and one thing that uh, that always stuck with me uh when i was watching breaking bad and listening to their official podcast is that comedians have very great timing too and they can play dramatic well so i thought those cameos um they also had uh they did a really good job what were some scenes that really stuck out to you that that you enjoyed i mean basically anything with with the whole crew i mean anytime the crew is on scene they're usually all interacting together and they're usually all there so it was really great to see all these you know comedians and and actors up there playing uh off each other and like you said just they're all playing serious roles but the the timing is what made it so funny uh the the way that they responded to each other Another thing that I guess I didn't really know is that, um, so Tommy apparently has some kind of like bottomless wealth, you know, that uh, there's a scene where Seth Rogen's character goes to cash a check thinking that it's going to bounce, but Tommy apparently has a lot of money. And at the, at the end, they had some title cards saying that, uh, Tommy put in about five to six million dollars himself and only made about 18,000, no, 1800 opening weekend. And so that kind of, um, I think that is interesting that he put in so much uh, money into making the movie, yet, like, the the production seemed to be, you know, it was like hell. Yeah, I mean, but the, the like they showed in the, in, in the movie that, you know, he bought all of the equipment, if that's true. He bought all the equipment, which is something you wouldn't ever do uh, 
and, you know, building unnecessary sets, you know, all the things that go with making a movie, he's just doing twice over. Filming on digital and uh, film is, you know, it, it was just, and they showed that the entire time. Two cameras set up sitting there, one film, one, one digital, and it, it was just, if you could waste money, he knew how to do it. And it's also interesting that he didn't waste it on, you know, the, uh, to, to make his actors comfortable. I mean, the, the woman who plays the mother, she passes out in one scene because it's like a hundred plus degrees inside the studio. Uh, no, you know, um, water wasn't purchased. So, so I, I wonder, you know, are they under SAG? You know, what's the, the, the rules, you know, with the new the actors guild and writers? I don't know. I, I don't know anything about the industry, but, um, that all of that is very interesting to me i i I do wonder if that documentary exists you know where tommy has like some guy just going around filming people or is that just something to keep an eye on everybody you know just to see who's loyal yeah i mean it's like other parts of the story and maybe even the book itself you know we don't know what's true and what's not you know but there are things that take place in the movie that help push the plot forward and um, you know, maybe he did have somebody on set watching everybody. Um, I thought the humor in the movie was also really well done. It wasn't, you know, like a slapsticky or anything like that. I think this movie is truly like a love letter to the room. I think James Franco really can relate with Tommy Wiseau. Like James Franco himself is an artist and I, I feel that he respects Tommy for what he tried to do. You know, um, you know, Tommy had a, a vision and he just went for it, whether it played out that way, you know, that's, that's something that wasn't really, uh, I don't know, I guess in his control. But, um, I think James Franco did a, a really good job with this movie. Um, uh, I think the casting was pretty good too. What was also cool was kind of getting the, the side by side, you know, uh, shot for shot, uh, remake. And I wonder if there is going to be like a James Franco version of the room. That would be really interesting. So he tried to do like a Gus Van Sant thing, except for like all, everything was identical. And I think the flower shop, I think he got the same lady to play it too. I don't know. I mean, the, the, the shots were so close to identical. I mean, it was, it was pretty unbelievable. They, they shot. I think a total of 30 minutes um, recreating the, the scenes from the room. And yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty intense watching that. <laughs> so, okay. So some of the scenes, uh, so obviously you've seen some of the scenes in the movie and you saw them filming these, the, the lovemaking scene. Now, uh, do, does this movie make you want to see the room? No. Definitely not. Uh, it seems, you know, I have a hard time watching movies that, uh, are just hard to watch. I can't, I can't really sit through things that, you know, don't make sense. So I, I, I don't plan, I don't, I don't think I plan on watching it. I've, you know, watched, uh, you know, videos talking about the room and every scene that they, uh, showed in the disaster artist where they recreated, I, were, guess was aware of they're the most iconic scenes from from the room so i i think i'd probably get the picture 
<laughs> yeah, I I don't pretend to have the greatest taste of movies. I mean, my show I usually uh, review you know retro movies, and a bunch of them are you know movies that I just grew up watching. They're not the greatest movies. They're a lot of fun. The Room, I I can't like go out and recommend people watch The Room. The Disaster Artist is a great companion piece, but I feel I feel you might enjoy it even more. If you also saw the room, so it's kind of hard for me to kind of really say. But when I watched the room, the the first thing that stuck out was like I swear in the first ten minutes, there's, there's like three sex scenes, just for no reason, but just to have him pelvic thrust her chest, kind of like they did in the in the movie. So I thought that was really funny. I think you know James Franco sat there, watched the room, it took notes like I'm gonna explain this, I'm gonna explain this, you know. So I thought it was really cool, kind of seeing all those kind of come together, you know. And I, I feel that James Franco is probably trying to answer some questions that everybody kind of asked themselves while watching the room. Um, I don't know if this movie is as quotable as the room itself. I mean, this is just. Well acted, well written, well shot. Um, I, I think this o- overall is a really good, enjoyable movie. Uh, I would definitely watch it again. I would probably make make it uh, like like an event event out of it. You know, if a group of friends wanted to watch the room and then go watch the Disaster Artist afterwards, or or you know within a you know close time frame, I'd probably do it because uh, I think that just would be fun. But the room alone, like I can't say, hey, go watch the room. But if you want to watch those movies together, you know, not like back to back or, you know, unless you have the time. But I, I think they'd be a great companion piece f- for each other. You know, um, at the very end when they do the side by side, you get the gist of it. But I think you really need to understand how hard to watch that movie really is. Uh, do you think that the beginning of the movie, they actually had some, you know, real actors, Kevin Smith, Adam Scott, uh, just to name a few. Do you think that part was added to kind of tell the audience like, hey, you know, there's real actors out there, too, that really do respect the room? You know, I guess I still haven't I'm still thinking about exactly uh, what the intention was for the, for for the talking heads at the beginning of the movie. I, I thought it was maybe to add a, a little bit of like, oh, hey, well, these people have seen it, but it's like, well, they're, I mean, they're just, they're, they're, they're not like all Academy Award winning or anything like that. You know, it's not like Meryl Streep was up there, <laughs> you know, J. saying. J. Abrams was. <laughs> has he won Academy Awards? I don't know. But it, it, I think it was maybe just to set the tone. Like, you know, it's kind of, it kind of made you feel like, you know, this is, it's going to be funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the, um, some, some of the early reviews were already saying that this movie was hilarious and I, I had a good time. I, I thought it was really funny. Uh, you know, the football joke, you know, it was in there too. Uh, yeah, I think James Franco did an awesome job and so many times he looked just like Tommy Wiseau. And I think, you know, you got to give credit to like, the, the the lighting uh, department as well you know for uh, lighting and makeup and, and all of that but yeah there are some scenes where I'm like do they like digitally enhance James Franco's face to look like Tommy it's, it's pretty cr- crazy so um so John so you so again you have no intentions on watching the room anytime soon I mean not not like on my own you know if if the circumstances were right and you know someone was already watching it and i was with them you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say no to watching i'm not gonna refuse to watch it but i'm not gonna i think go out of my way 
if that makes sense. Right. So, yeah, that was basically my question. So after watching The Disaster Artist, you have no desire to to watch the movie like like you thought the movie was fine enough uh fine and and that's it like you're not like you know i'm interested in checking out the room yeah no i i i mean i don't want to you know be insulting or anything but i just you know i i feel like the the recreated scenes were you know they're pretty spot on from from what i've seen already and uh like i said i'm not gonna refuse to watch it but also not go out of my way now, what did you think about, now this really caught me off guard because I, I knew nothing about this, but what did you think about the audience's reaction at the, uh, the premiere of the room? Yeah, that was something I did not know about. And if, if it is true, uh, I mean, what more can you get out of an audience? Uh, you, you know, you make a movie and a reaction is something you want. Uh, I guess you can't always control what the reaction is, but, any reaction is better than no reaction, I'd say. You know, you, you want someone to, to have a feeling. Yeah, I really did feel bad for Tommy at that moment. You know, I had no idea that, uh, you know, people just started laughing hysterically and, you know, I, I guess they took it as a comedy, but I thought it was really uh, cool. And, you know, who knows how true this was, but Tommy gets up there and embraces it. He's like, Oh yeah, this was, you know, my intention. Uh, after all, you know, the, my comedy, you know, so I thought that was really cool that, that, uh, the character of Tommy at least embraced it in the movie. Um, but yeah, also speaking of Tommy, the person himself, uh, we didn't look to see what theater, but we actually missed Tommy Wiseau by a few days. He was in Portland and he was actually at, um, you know, doing screenings of the room here in town. And I found out too late and apparently you knew about it and didn't want to share the news with me. <laughs> so I'm a little salty about that, but yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. He was in town and I guess he's out, you know, promoting the room since disaster artist is out. So, uh, l- look him up. Maybe he'll be in a, in a town near you. I never would have thought that he'd come to Portland, but there he was. And I had some friends that got pictures with him too. So, um, uh, I think that's it. Uh, John, I know this is kind of tough and I usually don't do this, um, with, with movies. I mean, and, and you know, maybe we'll con- kind of continue not giving it an actual rating, but I, I think, I think we've been pretty obvious, but would you recommend this movie in the theater? Definitely 100%. <laughs> would definitely go see this and maybe that's something that we should have said you know like in the non-spoilers but yeah i recommend it as well i you know i i think it's funny again i think it's well written well acted especially by james franco so um i i think that will uh, wrap it up john do you have any other last thoughts uh, of the movie um i guess i just you know it's it's a great movie and i just found that is is very interesting to see James Franco, I guess. No, no, I don't. No, okay. I'm sorry. No, hey, that's all right. Uh, that's all I got as well. Um, if you guys saw the movie and have more to add or you want to continue the conversation with me online, uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Podstalgic. Uh, you can find my other content along, uh, with my other show. We got five at quarterparts.com. Um, that will do it for this instant reaction. Uh, next week I'll probably have a, uh, regular episode back to the older stuff. Um, and that'll, that'll do it. So if you guys want to hear the comparisons, uh, uh, my 
thoughts uh, along with my co-host Michael Dennison over at Original Remake. Um, check out that show. Again, we'll be doing The Room and The Disaster Artist and talking about those two movies and kind of compare them a little bit. So uh, thank you guys for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.